Bones are amazing things. They hold us up. They support us. They make us strong. But bones have other uses. In the past, bones were thrown by diviners, seeking out the mysteries of the future. Now the bones are cubes, made of plastic or resin, but they still reveal things to us as they fall from our fingers and rattle across the table. The story becomes clear. Welcome to Bone Thrower's Theater, an RPG actual play podcast. Welcome once again to Bone Thrower's Theater. My name is Aaron, and I am playing Brother Benedict. And my name is Jeremy. I am playing Grayson Digby. My name is Mike. I'm playing Valentine Montague's. My name is Jeff, and I'm playing Demetrius Norden. This is Johnny, playing Joris And My name is Jordan, and I am playing Creepy Mirrors and Crazy Fairies. An evil uh, tiny tentacled monster. I hate fairies. That was the, the fairy. Like, because it was from the realm of fairy. Yeah. yeah. So. I hate fairies. From the land of the fae. They're so evil. Mm-hmm. So, yes, that's where we left off. You all had set fire to the warehouse as you were running out because you were trying to escape unspeakable monsters from Dimension X. Several of you were trying to get to warn the people at the docks that this monster was coming. Uh, If I remember correctly, Digby was running as fast as he could away from the docks because forget that. And, (laughs) And Joris had jumped on a horse and was going back towards the palace guards. So what do you all want to do? Well, I want to go to the palace, get the guard to protect the archbishop and the queen. Along with warning all of the uh, people at the docks, I want to go and get the dock master because he helped us out. You want to go ahead and save the life of Isaac Sedlow? Yes. Okay. So they're going to try to kill the archbishop and the queen. They're going to definitely try and kill the archbishop, <clears throat> yes. Where do I find Isaac Sedlow? He would probably be at the accounting house. The accounting house where the clock is. Oh, huh. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so do I notice the clock? You have dice in your hand. Go ahead and roll those. 17. Yeah, 17. Okay. What are you rolling for exactly? I'm looking for Isaac Sedlow, and if I see the clock, do I notice that it's off time? Yes and yes. Yes. <laughs> been driving them nuts for weeks. <laughs> the things I just mentioned offhand that, that you've latched onto. Well, my character is very meticulous, and I'm trying to think like my character. And when you bring up things about clocks being off time, and it being a key that they are not going to remember because they don't care about clocks, yeah, how much off time is it? 12 minutes. That is drastic. <laughs> And then the question is, is it just because they forgot to find it? <laughs> I'm torn because I want to look into the clock, but we're in a hurry because there's a giant monster. Because timing is everything. I think that if you stop to try and fix the clock, that's at least worth one hero point. Because you are kind of fulfilling your, your character's What if I goals. grab it and take it with me? Sure, you can just rip off a, a, a clock from the wall and just tuck it under your arm. How big is the clock? About a, what, a foot and a half tall? Okay. I could probably carry it. Okay. You have one clock. One slot of your backpack has been taken out. <laughs> okay. I grab that and say, come on, we're going. Okay. <laughs> All right. Master, hold on. Clock. Come on, we're leaving. I need this. <laughs> we're going. All right. What are you thinking, Brother Benedict? Because you, you... How revered is this archbishop? He's the head of the church underneath the Book by the people. Much loved. As we are warning people, I'm going to go ahead and let everyone know they're going to kill the archbishop. Okay. Very loudly. I am proclaiming that at the top of my lungs. Just as you are, and you're running through town? Ooh, this could be really bad. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> no, not as I'm running through town, just initially at the docks. Okay. And I see if there's a reaction. Well, no, all of the sailors are foreign. They don't really. So we don't. We don't have any 
of our own sailors at the docks. Not at the moment. If they it, would, it's kind of late at night. It's late at night. If there are okay. any probably... native ships, they're probably either sleeping off a, a good one or enjoying themselves in other ways. Okay. So for now, I'm I'm doing nothing. But as we run through town, okay, I will be proclaiming that they are going to kill the archbishop. And Valentine, what are okay. you up to? All right. Well, I'm gonna go That's with true. them and try to inform people about the impending danger. Okay, so as you're running, Digby Grayson, towards the shop, because you're going towards Demetrius's shop. Mm-hmm. You're running through familiar streets at this point. As you come upon the, the street where the Horologist Guild is, because we'll, for convenience sake, say that is between the docks and... Okay. You see three shadowy shapes running into an alleyway, and they leave something on the ground behind them in front of the horologist guild. Um, how big is this something? Rather large. It looks like it's about five feet, ten inches long. <clears throat> Human-sized. Yeah. <laughs> I cautiously approach it. Do you have any torches or any kind of lighting? No. I don't. Things you put out for me when I'm not there. <laughs> I rolled a six. That means that there's a full moon tonight. Oh, yes. So you can see it is human-shaped, but it looks like it is coated in some kind of silvery liquid. Uh. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's your, uh, your master. Yeah, I know, but Bigby's probably like, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> see, that backing away. Does nothing, dude. It's just laying there. I'm not touching it. <laughs> I'm not touching it. What was the stick? I mean, it was raining. Is there any puddles in the street? Yeah, there's some. I'm going to throw some water at it. <laughs> the water rolls off of the of the silvery substance. Are there any, I don't know, sticks in the street? I don't know. Sure. You know, a dead branch yeah. that, you can, that you have found in an alleyway. Okay, so I pick up the dead branch and it's not dog poop this time. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> That's in another alleyway. Um, I'm going to poke it with a stick. <laughs> Feels like the consistency of a dead person, which you have become very familiar with recently. <laughs> now, it's right outside the door of a building that you know you want to deal with this on your own. Um, I'm going to go... Into the horologist guild. Okay. Obviously. It's nighttime. It's nighttime, so I don't anticipate there being anybody out at the Correct. main place. I'm going to go bang on the, the door to the living quarters. Okay. One of the younger, like, apprentices comes to the door. He looks like he's in his mid-teens. It's like, who is, what is going on? I, I don't know. I was walking down the street. There is something that looks like a dead body right outside of your door. What? Come look. They give, they grab a candle and, and they follow you out. Wait, wait here. Let me get one of the masters. I, I just to confirm. And so he, he goes in and he gets an older journeyman, you know, someone who's probably been working with him, teaching him the, the trade. They, they both go with you out to that street. Uh, like they, they hold up the candle and you can see a, a little bit better that underneath the silvery substance and most definitely, it is a person, and it actually looks like uh, Master Ambrose. It's like, uh, that—that's Master Ambrose, correct? What happened to him? I have no clue. <laughs> is, are you telling the truth? Partly, yes. Because <laughs> I don't understand it. <laughs> you don't know what happened to him. Well, we can't just leave him laying here on the street. Let's take him inside. Um, do you know what? It's covering him? That looks kind of weird to me. I don't know if we should be touching that. The journeyman reaches down and swipes at it with his fingers. Quicksilver? Why is he covered in quicksilver? This is how he was when I walked by. Let's get him inside and get him cleaned up. They go in and they um, they get some boards and they like slide it under his shoulders and under his feet and pick him up like that so that they're not actually touching the body and they carry it in. And as they do that, you hear this clink, clink, clink on the on the cobblestones. Uh, I want to peer stealthily out into the street. Okay. Yeah, go ahead and, and do a quick search roll. Eleven. 
you see a key on the ground. It looks like the ring end has actually been, instead of just a round circle, it forms like the silhouette of a head. It's called the bow. The end of it is called the bow? Mm-hmm. Okay. Guess where that dropped from? Did that sure. Drop? Right, dropped from his from his pocket. From his person. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. That wasn't one of the people dropping him that dropped it. Yeah, that's like uh, we're getting set up. I'll pick it up. Okay. Looks over. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do not become coded in quick. So, <laughs> so you're just standing there and you're holding it. What is this? And we're going to go ahead and cut. To the rest of you, um, we'll go ahead and go to Joris because he's running. Gallop, 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 gallop. Where'd you get those coconuts? Yeah, <laughs> you would be on this. You'd be surprised at what our ADR guy has. <laughs> so um, I go straight to the palace guards. Okay. And raise the uh, head of the guard. Okay. And briefly run down what what's going on with the threat to the archbishop and the queen. Okay. And I let him decide, like, how many he sends where to protect whom. Okay. Um, so he's going to split the guard in half, send half to protect the queen, and half he's going to send a half to the Lambent Palace. And what are you going to do? I'm going to uh, find more Welchman. Okay. And explain about the uh, monster as well as the threat. Okay. So Lord Walsham is... In his royal chambers, um, he has, at the, the royal palace, he does have his own suite okay. of rooms. Um, so you find him there, and he's been, like, pouring over paperwork from other people. I'm assuming all this, like, because I was on horseback, I got there before the guy who was even running. Yeah, 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 yeah. There, so. <laughs> yeah. You pass him. Yeah. yeah, you pass him. Go back! Glaive, what are you doing back here at the palace? Doing my job protecting the queen. Report. I lay it all out for him. Uh, the uh, bunk room we found underneath of the warehouses. The uh, monster escaping from the mirror. The mad dash away from there. Uh, Valentine's conversation where he was told the archbishop was in danger. Mm-hmm. And then the queen. And you've already talked to the, to the captain of the guards? Yes. All right. I'm going to activate the military because we're going to need to take that captain's boat. Yes. Do you know the name of that boat? The Dominica. La Dominiana. Dominiana. Yeah, yeah. yeah. close enough. <laughs> <laughs> I can't read my own That's okay. <laughs> I'm going to send soldiers to the dock to take La Dominiana. Beware of the creature. Yes, well, we're going to have to yes, send we're about to do something. The entire, as much of the military as we can to, yes. to deal with that, but you did well to escape. And you got my message? I did. Um, I have eyes on him. He is becoming less and less trustworthy. I understand. I want you close to him so that you can do what is necessary if need be. I understand. All right. Um, I want you to personally go to the, the palace, into the Lambeth Palace, make sure that the Archbishop is protected. Very well. All right. You, you take off. I take off. All right. You three. You have a clock. I have a clock. And Isaac Selby. <laughs> yes. Uh, Valentine Benedict, are you meeting up with him or are you? Yeah. Yeah. Are you, what are you going to do? Are you going to, are you going to go back to your shop? Are you going to go to the, to the Lambeth Palace? You're, you're yelling as you look. Yeah. Through. I imagine yeah. we're wanting to head to the Lambeth Palace to. Okay. Where, where we know the threat is going to be. Yeah. And we can theorize that those of us that are attempting to stop the threat will be headed there. Okay. And yes, Benedict will be yelling along the way. They're going to kill the Archbishop in an attempt to raise, raise, a, a, raise a... a crowd, if not at least awareness, uh-huh. so that way it can't be a secret. We'll say that the Lambin Palace is about three miles from the docks on the on the north north side of the river. Like we've said before, a lot of estates are there. The church in and of itself, the cathedral, is a little bit more central to the town. And the the way that the river cuts through the town, this is a fairly central area of the town. And so that's where that is. Uh, the palace is, that's more inland. It's a little bit better protected so that a ship can't just roll up and say, hey, we're going to fire cannons at the Queen's Palace. You know, um, the palace is in the middle of the town. 
but there's a pretty wide, like, empty way where, like, the guards can shoot people who are trying to rush the palace and stuff like that. Um, the Parliament building is close to that as well. So you guys are heading towards the Lambeth Palace. Yeah. And just so you know, the name of the cathedral is St. Ulrich's. So you are running through the streets yelling, they're, they're going to kill the bishop. You don't, And you start yelling, hearing people yell, who's going to kill the bishop? Who's going to kill the bishop? They are! They're they bishop. are! <laughs> they are. The Remans! The Remans! The Remans are coming! The Remans are coming! <laughs> name of the episode. <laughs> At this point, we're going to assume he was on horseback, so he was able to get to the, the actual palace pretty quickly. So we're going to assume that you can start seeing and hearing the sound of the, like the military swooping down on the pal on the palace. As you are going to the palace, you start to see like this light blob in the sky, like think light pollution in mm -hmm. our time frame. It's not something that would be seen normally in a town of this size mm -hmm. at this point in history with mostly star sky but at this point you can see like there's a lot of light coming from the the palace actually from the palace itself. from the palace itself but the word lambent <clears throat> means glowing so it's not from lambent palace or from the queen's palace from the lambent palace okay i'm assuming i've been there before you have been there on official business um you've also been to the cathedral as well do I know of any like mirrors or anything in the palace? Oh, in Valentine, I would assume that you've performed at the Lambeth Palace as well, at least. Oh, yes. They loved me that night. Of course they did. <laughs> um, mirrors, not so many large mirrors, but there are some personal like yeah, everybody, like everybody who is royalty has yes. some kind of mirror or other, but nothing quite so large as. What you've been seeing in the in the more um, magical uses. When I was telling the uh, guard, I did mention to cover any mirrors. Okay. Dickie, what are you up to? Grayson, I should say. Grayson. Uh, yes. The two horologists are they are they cleaning them off? Is he yeah. for sure dead? Like, He's for sure dead. It's like oh. <laughs> and so here's the really creepy part. Oh gosh. <laughs> Not just the kind of creepy part, but the, the really, really creepy, creepy part. Yeah. Because what we haven't seen so far hasn't been really creepy. <laughs> so like his... He started throwing flowers out his nose. <laughs> I just read a book where... Um, sunflower eyes? It was set in a fantasy world where they were in a river delta, and there were three gods who were would kill people in the river delta. What the gods would do was they would take the skulls, they would pack them full of earth, and then they would plant violets in the eye sockets. Huh. Kind of like fun. Yeah. Skull sworn. I recommend it. But anyway, his face is like locked in a rictus of pain. Like this horrible look of anguish. His mouth is open. His eyes are open as well, and they're coated with the, the quicksilver. His mouth on the inside, uh, you can see the cavity of his mouth, but the inside of it, his teeth, his tongue, his tonsils, all of that is co coated in quicksilver. And as they they go to scrape it off of his body, you can actually see it well up through his skin and recoat the body. This is this is not good. Works not here. The master of the guild is dead. I must go tell Demetrius. He was the favorite student of Ambrose. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be Actually, I heard a rumor that that was... No, 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 no. <laughs> no it's not that he wasn't the favorite. He was the second best. Favorite. favorite. Second best. But Shut up. <laughs> He's going to ask the, the journeyman. In dealing with Master Ambrose, I did discover something that he wanted me to, to procure. You know what this is, and he's a show never seen a key like that before. Right. I'll pass this on to Demetrius then. All right. Uh, do you know where Demetrius is? At the moment? No. But I'll find him. Tell him to come as quickly as he can. Uh, I'm sure he will. So I'm going out the door. Okay. As you exit, you see a giant blob of light in the sky coming from the direction of the Lambent Palace. Nothing like I've seen before. That's correct. Like, oh, this can't be good. I'm heading towards it. <laughs> he asked himself as he walks. Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> Are you towards it? Am I doing this? 
one of those moments where you're like, would my character actually go towards this? <laughs> or am I doing it because it drives the plot of the story? Yeah. <laughs> Grayson normally would not want to go there. Well, you were on your way to the shop. You, yeah, he was on the way to the shop. At that he saw the... Well, yeah. Let's go ahead and so. roll to find out. Evens, yes. Odds, no. I... So... You're on the road that you would normally go to, and you go the opposite direction, away from the shop, towards the palace. Uh, go towards the palace. Okay. You would assume that's where we're going. No, I wouldn't. No? Because that's where Grayson is going to go. So, As you draw closer, you hear someone yelling, They're going to kill the archbishop! They're going to kill the archbishop! <laughs> and you recognize the voice. Oh, this is not going to end well. So I start to charge ahead a little okay. faster. <laughs> the streets are kind of getting crowded. You're yeah. seeing more and more people <laughs> coming out in their night clothes, and let's let's just say for story's sake, because story is story, the three of you are arriving on foot, pretty much at this point. You've been you've been running pretty hard to get there. Well, we know that brother can run as fast as a horse. Yes, so. <laughs> yes. he might be a on little a bit day. ahead of on a good day. day. On a good day. <laughs> yeah. And, but you are riding a horse, yes. so even though you had to go a little bit, you went further than anybody else, you're getting there almost at the same time. And we'll say that you're not too terribly far away. Yes, but point. I'm heading toward the this, this shouting voice. So you're able to kind of triangulate a little bit better. And so you all approach the square in front of the gate. As we get to that square, Brother Benedict stops yelling because I'm not running through the village anymore. Okay. <laughs> And we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we will see what happens. Hey there, my name's Anthony, and I run an actual play podcast called Deep Fried Dice, where we play role-playing games. On Deep Fried Dice, we like to explore our imaginations and tell strange stories in alternate worlds, funny fantasies, and sort of epic fiction. Twice a week, we play games using genres and systems on the less-traveled side of role-playing in the hopes of showing off the flexibility this hobby can provide. If you like tabletop games, bad jokes, and hearing stories, then come listen to us at www.deepfrieddice.com. And we're back. Conveniently enough, everybody has reassembled. It's like the Avengers, it's like, except... It's like, it's like a first. I don't think we've ever all gotten to the same place at the same time, except for the no, the warehouse. Well, no, because two of us were just waiting there. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's true. You guys like to go in all sorts of separate directions, and then I have to figure out how to get you all back together. And this time it worked. This time it worked out. Okay. <laughs> so I'm assuming the uh, guard is there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're coming with a whole army in the name of the queen, yes. so they're going to open the doors for you yeah. without any trouble. But also you can see that, um, that a bucket brigade has formed, and they're trying to throw water onto a green fire that is like green the color green the color green fire's not supposed to do that is it no it's not not unless there's chemicals burning what color does quicksilver burn i don't know i does it burn? It burn i don't know <laughs> i don't think it does because it um like okay. it's viscous at room temperature so if you heat it up it's going to start to boil if anything okay a little steam yeah vapor that is deadly and toxic it will drive you crazy good times does anybody have any kind of skill, like any kind of knowledge, or like try and identify what would cause the fire to be green if they so wanted? In game, no. I mean, does it look like a natural fire that's just the color green? No. It looks unnatural. It looks unnatural. It looks like the f- parts of the fire are when the water hits it, the fire splashes off and hits the ground, and it stays the same. Like l- little tufts of fire. Like, it's not really affected by the water. It just scatters when the water hits it. So, I have a religion check. Sure, if you want to go ahead and roll religion. I mean, if it's un- if, it, if it appears unnatural and not like a regular fire, then yeah, I might try to think if I have come across this in any of my readings on different faiths. Okay. It doesn't seem to be something that you've heard about in anything recent. Um, There are talks that the ancient Riemann Empire, before they found the high god, um, actually worshipped a fire god uh, with eternal flame. So is everybody else, we're just 
who are standing at the gate watching Yeah, us. you're just, oh boy. Um, and it's only like one wing of the building that's on fire at this point. Is there actually heat coming off of it? Oh yeah. Okay. You said it's only one wing of the building that's on fire. Mm-hmm. Is that happen to be the residence wing? It could very well be. I'm assuming this is the assassination attempt. Mm-hmm. Well, since we're all just standing there, Grayson's going to go up to Demetrius, show him the key. He says, do you recognize this at all? Uh, roll? Sure. Uh, uh, it's not something that you have actually physically seen, but you know that it is the work of a finely skilled craftsman. It looks like some of the etching on it would be similar to something that Master Ambrose would do. That looks like something my master would have made. Mm. Makes sense. <laughs> Why does it make sense? Master Ambrose's body was found outside the Herodotus Guild, covered in Quicksilver. This was on him. May I have the key? Hands it to Demetrius. Tucks it in his pocket. I will search further into this later. Once we are not in this situation, They've asked that you come to the guild. Of course. Not that I was headed anywhere else. I want to um, start asking around if anybody has seen the Archbishop. No, he hasn't come out of the uh, out of the palace yet at this point, no. Has anybody gone looking for him? Not yet. Uh, we've, we're, we've been trying to get the fire under control first. But as you can see, that doesn't, doesn't seem to be working. I'm going in. <laughs> when we picked up the Riemann prayer books in the bunks... Did they look like normal Riemann prayer books? I mean, they were books. They had prayers in them. Prayers were written in high Riemann. Okay. So, at this point, knowing that the Riemanns are worshipping this ancient fire deity, and knowing that there are prayer books, I am going to thumb through this prayer book with my language skill to see if there's anything that discusses this fire. Okay. Okay. You find about in the middle of the book, you find a small section on prayer as magic. And listed as one of those, you find what looks like a list of ingredients for something that they call the Holy Riemann Fire. This combination of tar, certain metals, and it's very flammable. Uh, it has a high level of alcohol mixed into it as well. Okay. But it doesn't discuss anything about how to put that out, just how to make that. It says that it is eternal. Have you ever heard of fairy fire? Yeah. yeah. It's essentially that, right. but made by Remans. Like a fiery substance that was made by the ancient Greeks. They would throw it onto ships. and. Mm-hmm. So are we still kind of in the same vicinity? He's running into the building. I'm running into the building. Okay. I let okay. the sane ones among the group know... What what's going on here? <laughs> now, okay, I'm just were we let in the like the? Oh yeah, they let you in. Oh, the, okay, that's what I was wondering because I thought we were standing at the gate watching this while with, everyone... the, with the mob. Yeah. No, 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 no. You're on. You're on the inside. Okay. Because you're with a group of the royal soldiers. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna say to the rest of the group. Um, so, what are we here for? <laughs> we were here trying to save the archbishop. Yeah, what's this about the Archbishop? Yeah, he doesn't know. For that, you're going to have to ask Valentine. I don't remember all the details. What's going on, Valentine? I had an old friend pay me a visit. Good old Humphrey. He informed me about a lot of information. He also yes. he, he also said that the um, how they were trying to assassinate right. the Archbishop, that the clocks had been taken apart. Atanaton was trying to assassinate the archbishop. Yes, yeah. Do they ever make it anyway without the gears? Well, we <laughs> have somebody who knows a lot about the gears. Did I know that you stole those few gears and hid them? No. No. Nope. I don't think any no, of us no did. So you just said they were able to make it without the gears. Mm-hmm. Yep. What do you mean without what gears? I was able to take a gear. Oh. I gave it to Walsham. Then it's flawed. I don't know how it's working without those gears. It's obviously working, or else they wouldn't have killed my master. 
felt confident that it was working well enough to get rid of him. What else did your friend say about the uh, the automaton uh, and this whole assassination and then removing the queen? Did he say they're going to kill the queen or they will overthrow the queen? I mean, I know there's a fine distinction there. One doesn't have to happen. Remove. Did, did they say remove the queen? Yeah. And last we figured was that Ditchum actually had a thing for the queen. It's a replacement for the queen. The automaton is a queen lookalike. You know, that actually... The automaton. <laughs> and nobody will never know. And then they have control. Yeah. We gotta go to the palace right now. This whole thing with Archbishop, the distraction? Yes. Maybe. Definitely. You kill the Archbishop... You install a Riemann. a Riemann priest in the cathedral. The queen is somehow taken care of. Well, I don't think it's I don't think it's a distraction. I do believe they there is a purpose. Well, yeah, there is a purpose, but I don't see us putting out this fire, seeing as it's supposed to be an eternal fire, right? And Joris is already on it, so we'll go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like one of the windows breaks in the palace, and you can see. The archbishop, like, in the window, like, holding on. He's screaming, help! Somebody help me! <sighs> From inside, can I hear him shouting? Not quite, because of the hallways. Okay. Where's he at? We'll say that there's the grand entrance uh, that goes back a little bit, and then the rest of the building goes off to the sides, and he's on the left side, uh, first floor. How far yeah, we away? Can, we can reach the first floor. We'll say about 60 feet. 60 feet from me. Yep. First floor. Is there fire between Brother Benedict and the... Uh... Small patches, but they're easily avoidable. Okay. Brother Benedict is going to say a prayer for his own safety. Probably the first one he has said in a long time that his master taught him that he is going to run to get under the Archbishop. And the Archbishop, he's getting pulled back in as he's trying to get out of the window. <clears throat> okay. Brother Benedict is jumping through that window. Okay. Uh, Grayson is following Benedict. Okay. Anybody else? <laughs> I'm sure why not. On the inside, so climb in the window. As you jump into the into the building through the window, yeah, there are some flames around the room, but it's not as bad as you were expecting. Yeah. You see the bishop lying on the ground, and above him is this six foot tall machine bipedal machine with a sword coming out of one arm. His arm is raised to slam down into the archbishop. How far away? About 15 feet away. How solid does this thing look? Very solid. Like 250 pounds or like 450 pounds? But less than that. I would say it weighs about 180 pounds. Oh, okay. So Brother Benedict is charging and okay. attempting to tackle this. And, Holy crap. And you can hear this... And you can see the gears and the cogs and everything like that. Do we need to roll for initiative? Okay. Dang it! <laughs> it's agility. Yeah. 14. It's automaton. Okay, I got 14 as well. Oh, no! Roll off. Wait, what is the agility? My agility, 40. Yeah, you would go first. Okay. Mine's only three. Dang it. All right, and this is the, this is the automaton. This is the automaton. <sighs> Made of exposed gear work, a dark glowing orb is encased in its torso. Oh, a dark right. glowing orb. Okay. We'll say that, that Joris comes through the door at this point. We'll say that, okay. you're, that you're here. So I'll go ahead and roll because it. dramatics. Demetrius, dramatics. You got, ah. you got a nine. Nine. I got nine. Fifteen. Fifteen? So Valentin goes first, <laughs> followed by the automaton, followed by Grayson, followed by Brother Benedict... Oh, and Joris and Demetrius both rolled nine again. What's your agility? Uh, four. Three. All right, follow Demetrius by. goes first. Demetrius and then Joris, you're dead last. All right. You're dead last. <laughs> That's right. The only one died before me. So, Valentin, you are outside trying to get into the building. Like, pretty much you can jump through a window, you can take the long way around. How do you want to do this? Um, I'll try to go through the window. Okay. Uh, just go ahead and roll agility to jump through the window. All right. <laughs> awesome. So, six. 
Uh, we'll go ahead and give you that you get through the window, but you kind of catch your foot on the sill, and you, you have to catch yourself with your hands as you fall on the floor. Okay. So, so you're in the room, but but it's not pretty. Yeah. All right, and who's next? The automaton? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, uh, so you all have burst in, and the automaton, you're charging? You want to charge it? Is that correct? Uh, that is how I started this. You're the first one into the room, yes. The automaton reaches out with its free hand, the one that doesn't have the, the saber, and he's going to try and pick you up with telekinesis. Uh-huh. So go ahead uh-huh. and resist with might. With might? Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh yes, that's a one. one. 10, 12. So you see this this machine just reach out and it does something like a forward, upward motion with its fist. Mm-hmm. Um, and you feel this tugging on your body, but you're just able to resist it. Okay. So after the automaton, it's Mr. Grayson. Mr. Grayson Digby. All right. Grayson <clears throat> is going to do some magic. Teleport. Trying to teleport the Archbishop. Target number is 30. I was going to say, that has to be a ridiculous target, target number. number is 30. Those Sorcerers instantly transport themselves or other beings to a designated destination at any distance. Unwilling subjects cannot be teleported. The base target number is 30 for one target plus five more for each additional target. Mm-hmm. A caster may not teleport to any place he has not seen before. So I can cast him as far away as, as you want to. As I wanted well, to. Seen it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, this could get interesting. Wait. Oh. Un- unwilling cannot be. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. think he's going to teleport the atomic. No, no, no. <laughs> the Archbishop wants out. So oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, the Archbishop. If I went first, I could have cast less, and you would have bonus plus two on tears for automatically. Okay. One of the items, last item on the list in Grayson's gear, is he has a polished skeleton key. That is to one of his stash places. Okay. So he's seen it before. And only that he knows where it is. So he's going to try and teleport the Archbishop there. Okay. Woo! With. Come on, he's having a really good roll. Uh, that's 10, 23. Uh, you want to spend a character point? He already has three. I know. I had forgotten about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's let's do it that way then. Okay. That's a safe way to do it. So one, here we go. Roll six, and then I'm done. Oh, it's a one. So you uh, need six more points because it doesn't fail out. Yeah, it doesn't. Right. Yeah. I need to roll. Not a one. Yes. Not a one. Not a one. Yeah. I just rolled a four. Anything yeah. but a one. And not a one. one. Not a one. Not a one. A two. <laughs> a two. Thirty. Thirty. Oh, yes. So in front of the entire room of people, describe how you want to do this. Remember, from the very episode number one, Grayson has learned to do his magic by just by concentrating. So you see Grayson hop through, and he's got his crossbow, and he just kind of lets his arms go, just hang there, kind of just looks and stares, and all of a sudden the archbishop just goes and is gone, and then Grayson raises his crossbow again. All right, who's next? After Grayson, it is Brother Benedict. Brother Benedict, who is in the process of charging the automaton. Yes. Although the bishop is no longer there. Mm-hmm. So Brother Benedict kind of stops. In confusion. <laughs> Instead, gets his long staff ready for a swing. Okay, so you're going to take a swing at him? That's right. Okay. 13. 13? Okay. Uh, 14. 14. So that'll connect. Let's go ahead and roll for damage. Uh, <laughs> sorry, he picked up one of my die that I used. I, I, I figured it was going to happen. And he rolled a one with it. What's <laughs> what's that? Is that is that a two? <laughs> it looks like a two. Yeah. Go ahead and re-roll it. Okay. That's my 10. 15. So it just clangs off of, of the, <laughs> the, the metal body of the automaton. And who's next? Um, after that, it is Demetrius. I climb through the window. Okay, go ahead and roll your agility. <laughs> I accept the mission. <laughs> I have athletics. Yay! 
How you got into Linux? God only knows. <laughs> yes. And the teenager doesn't. Twenty-four. No. Is it above well, fifteen? Yes. You're through the window. You managed to, to get through without any any problem. Without stepping on Valentine. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who's next? Joris. Okay. I'm going to cast bless. Okay. So, what's the target number for that? What, what does that do? I forgot. That's bless. a very good question. Target <laughs> blesses. Uh, it, all allies two. within an area of effect receive a plus two bonus to all rolls. How long is that? It lasts. It's a uh, one hour duration. It's one hour oh. lasts, and That'd it's a nice. thirty foot radius. I think we're covered being in the same room. Yeah. What's your target number? Nineteen. 19. Oh, you got that. Yeah. You got that. Yeah, definitely. you got that. With, with three Nineteen. Di- four die. <laughs> uh, and who's next? After Joris, it is back to Valentine. So now that I've kind of stumbled Now that you're in. into the room, um, you're you're kind of hands and knees, but you could definitely try and shoot if you wanted to. All right, I'm going to attempt to shoot the autonomous. The automaton? Um, yes. Fifteen. Okay. That's plenty good to shoot, and let's go ahead and roll so damage. Plus two. All right. Yeah, plus two to all Just rolls. to all rolls. To all, all rolls. Even damage. Uh, yep. Even damage. Uh, 19 damage. 23. <laughs> <laughs> well. All right, whose turn next? Um, It is the automaton. Fantastic. So you are on one side of the automaton, right? Yes. Okay. So what it's going to do is it's going to go. It looks exactly like what you just did, and it's going to right behind Brother Benedict, <laughs> and he's going to go ahead and you can teleport without a roll. Teleport at will. Yes. Okay, but that doesn't take its action. <laughs> it takes an action, but it's still going to roll really well. Because okay, of course it is, because it's a Jordan. Okay, what's it trying to do? It's going to try it and stab can... you with its saber. Okay, what's its uh, what's the skill? Is it saber? Sixty. Yes, it is. Thank you for reminding me. But you're minus one because you took an action to teleport. Yes. So one, two, three, four, five. Then I'm going to attempt to parry. Mm, no. It teleport behind you and stabbing you in the back. Okay, so I could I dodge that instead of? Uh, if you want parry? to, that would take that would. Do you even know that it's there behind? You? That's behind the... you. Hmm, I do now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say I have no idea. And okay. going on outside. All right, so, no and idea. then it's going to try and run you through the back. 14. So, let's see how much damage that does. Now, volume like 5, 6, 7. 7! That's a pretty darn good roll. A, right there. I could live with that right now. <laughs> That's a pretty darn good roll. Plus 2. Yeah. Plus 2. Plus yeah. 2. That is a good roll. 29. You got 29. You got 20. Three right here. Plus two, twenty-five. Yeah. I laugh in the face of Tager. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sounds good. So do I know it's there now? Yes, you do. <laughs> okay. okay. We'll say that even with Brother Benedict's level of happiness, <laughs> he knows. All right, who's next? After that, it's Grayson. Grayson. It's back. It's fate is facing me. Is there any way I can see the orb? There's some plating in the back. Um, like basically, there's plating in the back and plating in the sides, but for flexibility, there's no plating like underneath the arms. But it would have its arm outstretched. Yes. So I'm gonna try and take a shot into cavity. Okay. At the orb. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know what it will do when it hits the orb, but. Twenty-three. Plus two. Plus two is 25, plus another two is 27. 27. That hits. Then damage, I roll 4D. Roll the one on the wild die. So I have a total of 10. I roll 22. I'm sorry, guys. I, I don't. No, that wasn't you. That was wrong. No, that was a bad roll. roll. I know. No, <laughs> but I'm just. I, have the I other can, roll. I right, just can't help one. rolling well. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> just. We were, I, I was, God I was, blessed well, me in ways that ordinary men nice. just cannot understand. So at this point, who's next? Next, after Grayson, is Brother Benedict. Brother Benedict, you just were attempted to be stabbed. Yes. He is holding a saber in his hand. Yes. 
his arm is not made of a, a sword. No, he, like the sword comes out over his over its second like, hand. Like it could slide in, arm. slide out. So you know Wolverine. Yeah, same idea. Except with one giant saber. Okay. How long is the saber? Like three foot or like three and a half feet? It is a big weapon. And then he also um, strapped to his side. He does have a mace, and he does also have a crossbow. These are strapped to him. These are not part of him. Correct. I'm going to try to trip him with my staff. Okay. Um, if you're trying to make a trip, that's not a damaging attack. So he's going to try and dodge that. Hey, yeah, it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> it's just... Oh, what, what did wow. you roll? I rolled a... Five. Oh my five. gosh. With five. Plus two. I rolled a seven. <laughs> seven. Four, five, six, seven. We even out. How badly do we want this guy on the ground? Not that badly. Uh, not that badly? If we can get him on to his just back. Just on the ground, I mean. We might not want him on his back. We might want him on his face. Depending on what my question reveals. <laughs> I Yes, I know, but you have to wait your turn. That's, I'm being patient. <laughs> okay, to. that's fine. I will... I will live with that result. Okay. So next it's Demetrius. Yes. Okay. In the back of the head, do I see a keyhole? You have to roll search for that. <laughs> of course you do. Uh, do you expect Demetrius. me to give him something that vital for, for free? I mean, it's, well, it is facing away from him, so he's 15. looking at the back of his head. 15. You can see, not in, like, in the top of the cranium, but like underneath where the neck joins. It's kind of curved, but the, there is a key that can go up underneath that. I pull the key out of my pocket, and I go over and I try to lock it in and turn it. Okay. I hope you have some hero points. So what's the... I have four of them. So Not character points. <laughs> four hero points. points. Hero points. Oh my goodness, this kid is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to make it like an agility roll to get over there and another one to make the, the, two to to make the turns. Yeah. That's the only way I can think of it. Yeah. Are you sure you want to do this? Have you thought through what may happen if you turn this key in this guy's head? Turn him off. Okay, that's the hope. That's the hope. Okay. Could actually it's, it's better than clanging off its metal at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, like I said, I don't really know what will happen when we hit the orb. It could blow up in all of our faces. Well, get over yeah, there. we'll say that's enough to get over there. Okay. I'll give you 12. Alright, all right. so... To right. walk around. Oh, well, plus 2. So that oh, was 14. 14. 14. You're good. Okay. Right. Thank you. Alright. So you got a... You got easily a plus 20 if you need it. Yeah. Because you got plus 2 and then 3 character points to use if you wanted to. No. Yeah. That's what I meant. No. Character points. Am I going for heroic level roll? Like, what's his target for this? My target? Oh, let's, we're just going to go with very difficult. Very difficult? Yeah, no. we'll say... We'll 21. Say, hit 21. Yeah. We'll say 25. 25. Oh! Uh, really? Well, you've got 20 that you can use. Over right, there. well, he has... Nine right now. Eighteen plus nine is... Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Okay. You stick the key into the lock, you turn it, and all of a sudden it, it like a marionette, just... But the glowing dark orb in its center just... Disappears. Yeah. Teleports away. Hey, the thing is not moving anymore. Yes. Brother Benedict smacks it two more times with the staff. <laughs> Where did the Archbishop go? Yeah, where did the Archbishop go? He was there one minute, and then he was gone. He didn't flee. Somebody he took him flee. out of here. I didn't see anyone come in no, or leave. magically. We needed to contact Walter. First off, you need to get out of the burning building. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> out the window we go. Escape first. We need to contact Walsham. I agree. Okay. He's at the Queen's Palace. Are we leaving this automatony thingy here? Yeah. Uh, nope. No. <laughs> I'm not carrying it. <laughs> I'm using my clockmaking skill. Okay. To see if I can disassemble pieces of it. Like, you mean like pull off arms and so we yeah. can. Yeah. Okay. Nice. We're within an hour, so it's still plus two. Yeah. 24. It's too well made. It's really well crafted. It's the work of a master clockmaker. <laughs> <laughs> but he knows that work. He I know his work. But you don't have time because the building is burning. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and if you had like several hours, you could do it. It's either take what take a, take the whole thing with you, 
or just leave Ultron where it is. I, I, I really vote we should try and take it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do too. <laughs> yeah, I tell what kind of metal it's made out of. It's yeah, it's steel. Uh, it's brass. 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 Yeah. Do we want to take it with us to the palace? Maybe not to the palace. No, not to no. the palace. To the neurologist guild. Yeah, where they can team up and disassemble it. Yeah, they can team up and disassemble it. (laughs) All right, that's the plan. There are several masters there. We're going to get this out of the building. Yes, go, move, running, grabbing. So you grab it, you drag it out, throw it out the window. Do you requisition a card or anything like that? We hand it off to somebody else to take to the horologist guild. Some guards and some carts and some things. Grayson, at least, is going to find somebody in the Queen's Guard and say... I need to be taken to the palace to see Walsham. Okay. I just I walk up behind him and say, come with me. Benedict's going as well to the palace. The palace? Uh, I'm going to go to the palace. Okay. So you guys are going to ride to the palace as fast as you can. As you're approaching it, a figure drops from at the buildings higher up and stands up. And it says, you should have finished the job, Diggity. And it steps into the torchlight. And it is Cyril, half man, half machine. Thank you so much for listening to Bone Thrower's Theater. Thank you for listening to Bone Thrower's Theater. Our cast is Aaron, Jeff, Jeremy, Johnny, Mike, and Jordan. We are releasing this podcast under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported license. That means that you can share the podcast, but please do not modify it or try to gain financially from it. If you would like to visit our website, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater.com. If you would like to send us an email, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at bonethrowerstheater. And also you can look us up on Facebook and Google+. And until next time, may the bones fall ever in your favor. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production.